Welcome everyone to a brand new episode of Ian's Untitled Scene Show. My name is Ian and I am very excited tonight because I get to talk to someone who I've wanted to for a while now. Everyone please put your hands together because I have Jeff from Adventurer on the show right on the phone right now. Jeff, man, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing awesome, man. That's like, I've never been introduced like that. That was beautiful. <laughs> I, I try to give everyone a first time for everything. <laughs> that's <laughs> well, that that's was, my job. You nailed it. <laughs> Thank you very much. Thank you very I'm much. Do, I'm, do, I'm doing awesome. How Good. about you? Yeah, I'm not doing too bad. We were kind of talking off air. I know you just got back from a relatively long trip. You were out. You said, I believe you had started on Friday and now you're back today. So how are you feeling? How How do you like doing that kind of road trip thing? Honest, I I wish I could do it every weekend. Honestly, it's like the most refreshing thing. I mean, I in the whole time I'm just talk. That's all I'm talking about is man. I do not want to go back home yet. <laughs> oh really? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so you kind of have you kind of, and I know we talked about this off air, but you kind of got traveling in your blood. Do you get to go? You know, when you're not on tour and you're home right now. Obviously, we had to deal with a lot of things with COVID, where people were really truly locked down. Do you get right. to take those weekend trips when you have the ability to? Um, yeah, I'd say like at least once every two or three months, uh, we'll, we try to go somewhere like my parents live in Georgia. So, uh, I was just there for my birthday in February and it was a nice. really nice getaway. We think we were there for like four days. Oh, that works. Perfect out. amount of time. Yeah. And that was kind of coming down from, I mean, it, it's still weird to say every time we do a show, I think COVID isn't gone, but things kind of seem to be ramping back to normal, right? Yeah, I'm finally seeing shows and tours and I'm I'm happy for it. And I'm guessing it's because of the vaccines and stuff, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It seems like things are well, I mean, I and I don't know. I think Ohio has been that's where you just were. I know Ohio's been open for a while. Now are you in yeah. are you in Michigan right now? Yep. I'm in I'm in Detroit, Michigan. Okay. And uh there's it's it's like so and so. Like I was in Ohio and like you said, everyone was looking at me funny for wearing a mask, but <laughs> here in uh, here in Michigan, it's it's still pretty normal to see it. Yeah. Um. But I'm starting to see the signs just say like, if you if you're vaccinated, you don't have to wear the mask. So right. That just means no one's gonna wear the mask. But <laughs> yeah, I think that's the way it is. I mean, right here in Boston, we just it was this Saturday that they actually lifted all restrictions. Well, and when I say that, it means okay, if you've been vaccinated, you don't have to wear a mask. But once again, they're not checking anything. Which I'm not yeah, saying exactly. You know, I, I'm not saying people should because I still feel a little weird about that. Even you know, yeah, getting vaccinated agreed. myself, it's still a little weird to think about it that way. But it, it just does seem now everyone's just going to be going back to a quote unquote normal. Yeah, I agree, and, and uh, I actually don't have mine yet either, but I, I'm planning on it, and uh, I'm just excited to finally be able to play shows and yeah. kind of have things continue again. Yeah. Well, I would imagine, especially with musicians. That would probably affect you one of the most. I would think that a lot of clubs are going to want, you know, artists to be vaccinated. I don't know how, once again, I don't know how they're going to set that up. But, right. I, yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, I know that they, some people have those cards. Um, I don't know if everyone gets those or not, but, I mean, that's the only way I could see them being able to if they are. But um, other than that. <laughs> I want to give credit to the joke. I want to say maybe it was Bill Maher. But at one point, I, I hope it's either or it might have been John Oliver. I think it might have been John Oliver. I don't know if you watch his show or not, but he had done a joke 
where he had mentioned how amazing it was for all the scientists across the world pretty much to get together for one common goal to get, you know, so much work into these vaccines and get them out to people. And yet they dropped the ball on the one yard line because the vaccination card is too big to fit in your wallet. Oh, my God. Yeah, literally. (laughs) So I really enjoy that. I wish I had thought of that first, but I thought that was a great joke. (laughs) No, that's honestly, that's how it always is, though, isn't it? (laughs) Yeah. No, no, it it really is. Now, uh, you know, we're going to go off on a little bit of a tangent here. But I don't know if you read. Did you read about that show in Florida where they're I think they're charging people who have the vaccine like 18 or $19 to do, to, uh, to go to a punk show. And then I think it's $999 if you're not vaccinated to no, go to the what? show. That's got it. That has to be a joke. There's, there's no way. I'm assuming no one's paying the 999, <laughs> but it was just kind of interesting because I was thinking about it for what you have to do. And this is where obviously adventurer comes in is for touring, for being a musician and touring, I'm guessing that a lot of those clubs, a lot of those, you know, wherever you're going to play, if it's, you know, House of Blues and, you know, places like that, are they going to require musicians to be able to show them, hey, we have been vaccinated, our crew has been vaccinated, whoever you're traveling with, that kind of thing. What do you think that's going to do? Because right now, everyone seems to be announcing tours. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we're getting hit up about some and we've got shows that are being talked about as well. So um i i think like at the end of the day like i can be honest and say me personally like i probably won't be as picky about it like i don't mind keeping wearing my mask and stuff like that even afterwards so like and i feel like i feel like my band would probably agree with me like i i I think it it will be will be uh kind of limited like we, we won't be we won't be that crazy about uh how venues and stuff take it sure but do you think do you think there's a possibility of them saying you can't play a certain place? Do you think they'll go that far? Um, I I feel like I I think it's going to be depending on the state. Like I feel like yeah. somewhere like Texas, I think it's going to be like yeah, open all season. open for every. Right. <laughs> but I think places maybe like Michigan will kind of, or like even uh, more western places like that. I think will say you got to get vaccinated. Right. Right. Because I know we're still not even all the way open up here. So yeah. No, that totally makes sense. And I think the good segue from that is to congratulate you kind of right away. I probably should have done this at the beginning, but you had (laughs) Pacifica, your brand new, you know, sophomore full length album come out on May 24th. So I just obviously congratulations. I think I think it's great. But a question right away is it came out on a Monday. Did you guys have a say in that? Like, did that end up working better than releasing on a Friday when everyone else releases? How'd that work for you guys? I think, and I actually think that was the plan completely because we, we planned the date months and months ahead. We had been talking with Kurt about it Yep. and that was just, I know him and Steven kind of had more of a, a say in everything with that. And we, we had planned May 24th just for like months. I don't know if they had planned the exact date or not to be completely honest with you, but it just worked out. That it was a Monday. Well, let me ask you this. I mean, I'm sure you look at sales, you look at how things are going, you know, streaming wise. Was it actually better for you to release on that Monday with all the new releases kind of coming out on Friday? You know, people scramble, they listen, you know, at least for me, I listen to everything possible. And then I'm looking for something new. 
So that's something right. new comes out on Monday. Maybe you get more attention. Maybe you get more spikes of people listening because now they've listened to all that and they're looking for that something new when other things might not be out at the same time. Right. And and the thing and the thing too is I feel like we pushed it so hard. We promoted it so hard yeah. that everybody they knew. And um, I feel like there was a lot of even new people who just heard the singles we put out and they were ready and waiting to hear more new stuff. Right. I think we kind of went a different direction with our album this time. And I think that's another reason why we're bringing in so many new ears like that. And uh, I think because we released on a Monday, like you said, a lot of people weren't really expecting it and they didn't really have that many other new things to listen to. So they checked that out and ended up liking it a lot. That's awesome. Yeah, I think that was a very good idea. I hope not too many people steal it because then that would defeat the purpose. But I think that was a good idea for sure. <laughs> right. Well, like I said, if it's they're like me, they don't even completely understand. So <laughs> hopefully not. <laughs> no, I gotcha. Well, you had mentioned, obviously, you'd mentioned Kurt. You're on Esque Records, which is his record label now. And that's a yeah. you know, that's a move that you guys made for Pacifica because you were on Blue Swan for Sacred Grove. So do you mind going in to why? I mean, I think a lot of people who know Adventurer know your background with Kurt Travis, you know, the the background that you guys have. But was that really the reason for leaving Blue Swan and going to Esk is because of how well you know him? Or was it something else in general? It was something else in general. I, I'd say basically, like, we, we had a contract with them and we fulfilled it. Mm -hmm. And after that, um, they just wanted to go different ways with their, with what they were doing. So sure. Kurt, but Kurt really wanted to keep working with us. Yep. And, uh, and we were 100% open to that. Cause you know, obviously he's a big hero of mine and everything. <laughs> so it was, uh, it was pretty nice to have him like to have our backs like that. And like, I'm really excited to work with him. He calls us like every week and oh, yeah. is always wanting to work with us and like come up with cool plans and ways to promote. And I'm sure once like tours and shows come out, he's going to be doing that and helping push us even more. And Oh yeah. Super excited for that. Yeah. No, I'd imagine he'd have some pretty good ideas for that. I mean, with how much experience he's had in the business and everything. And his record label is relatively new, right? Well, he's actually had it for, uh, they, he had it for a minute and it kind of, kind of was like you know just hanging out for a minute but yeah. i know it came back recently right um, right yeah he kind of took a break based on what he I'm, I'm assuming it's based on all the projects he's working on exactly yeah exactly and then and i'm glad to see he kind of he's got big wave now too and that's yeah. really cool that's right yeah so what what do you think at least for you guys and i know you don't want to give away you know any surprises or anything but what do you think obviously with pacifica out now it's something that you want to tour around with tours are kind of being announced a lot for i would say around september and on is there something in the works are you guys looking to tour this year or do you think it might be something next year no i think we're definitely looking to tour this year nice. um we've we've been we've been in the talks a little bit um mm -hmm. you know nothing's set in stone or i don't even think even put together just the ideas are being thrown around sure okay and so and it's with some cool bands that I really like, and I think people will be stoked to see the, uh, what comes out of it. Nice. No, that's hey, that's good news. So I do like, I do like hearing that. It's really, uh, I'm telling some stories today, I guess, but <laughs> I, I just today, uh, you know, the comedian John Mulaney, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I, I purchased tickets. They did ten shows in Boston 
uh, for his comedy, his new comedy special that he's doing or the stand up that he's doing. And tickets were $106 for one ticket. And Odd. Yeah, I, I did. <laughs> I did the math on the fees and the ticket stuff. And I just realized that as much as I missed concerts, I missed shows, I missed comedians, I missed all that. Man, those ticket fees never went yeah. away. And if anything, they got worse because they know oh, yeah. everyone's so excited to get back and do live shows again. Absolutely. And like no one's they I like I at least haven't I don't know any crazy shows that have happened yet, but people don't even know yet. Once it happens, they're gonna be like, Whoa, it's the drinks are probably gonna be more, the tickets yep. are probably gonna be more, but I mean, I don't know. I don't I don't do that part myself, but I right. I think personally that's probably what's gonna happen. Yeah. I, I'd certainly imagine so. So anyway, sorry. Tangent again. Tangent again. <laughs> I, I definitely wanna talk we gotta talk Pacifica. I oh yeah thoroughly have enjoyed my listens through just over and over again. It's really so damn good. And I know you guys should absolutely be proud of this. So uh, one of the things I want to hit on right away, you talked about Kurt. So I'm going to, I'm going to wonder right away how much help he might've given you guys. But I know one of the other big things is, you know, a, a fellow friend of the show, Andy Sizek, did a lot of the vocal recording for you. He featured on Afterlife. And then I know he did some other stuff for you. Now, how did you guys decide you wanted to go with Andy to do that? Well, ever since we we toured with Macari a couple of years ago, right. like, you know, Andy, he was he was a big fan and we were a big fan of his as well. Like we knew him back from his original YouTube videos of all oh, sure. those scene fans, you know what I'm talking about? Like oh, all yeah. machines and his cover <laughs> songs. Yep. So um, it was really cool for, to finally meet him. And uh, like I said, he really liked us and he was really impressed by my voice and stuff. Mm -hmm. um, so we just stayed in touch and we've just always been friends and talked. I know him and Steven game a lot. And awesome. he's always just been like, I want to be a huge part of this album. I want to record you guys. And he's, his vocal recordings have been some of my favorites I've ever heard. And yeah. I didn't even know he was doing them all himself. I didn't know he was recording them all himself. Right. So we, we recorded the instrumentals with Alan um, from Health Sun. Oh, right. Yep. And we had the vocals done with Andy. And I've never recorded. I've never been more comfortable recording with somebody oh, like that. Like, that's awesome. The first two albums, like it was super fun and everything. But like with Andy, it was just like I was the most comfortable I've ever been. I feel like I wrote like I wrote a lot of it right in the studio, like right there. So. Oh, wow. I mean. To me, like that just shows you that like I was I wasn't afraid to like sound corny or something in front of him. Like sure. And so it was just it was one of the best recording experiences I've, I've had personally. Wow. So it was like one of those you just felt very comfortable with the energy and the type of producing that he does. Well, yeah. And to be because honestly, we did it in my in our living room, like me and Steven are roommates. We live yeah. together and uh, we literally just did it in my living room. Like Andy came and stayed with us for, I think, a week mm -hmm. and. We just put up some blankets and a microphone and stuff and wow. did it in the corner of my living room. And then after we would just, you know, drink some beers and hang out and watch yeah. TV <laughs> Damn. and then just do it all like go to work and get home and just do it again. Wow. That's, so that was, is crazy. Impressive. That is, yeah, that is it was really, really cool. Impressive. Yeah. That's great. And I mean, he should, you mentioned that, you know, he was a fan of your vocals and everything. And, and I completely get that you're an amazing vocalist. So, yeah, appreciate it. Oh, absolutely, man. <laughs> it's it's awesome to hear you talk about that and to hear your comfortability because I think that comes through 
in the recording as well. So that's that's very interesting. So when you say you wrote so much of it while you were actually there, do you normally like for let's say for Sacred Grove, for instance, did you have most of that written before you recorded? Was that kind of a new thing for you to really throw out a lot of things you hadn't done before? Uh, no, to be honest, uh, Sacred Grove was the same exact way. Oh, okay. like I had like like maybe close to half of it written vocally. Mm-hmm. And then the other half, I just had like ideas or for some parts, I even had just no nothing <laughs> okay. until like we went into it. And I don't know. I kind of like writing that way myself. Yeah. And uh, that's to me how a lot of like more raw, my like raw emotion will come out in lyrics and stuff. Mm-hmm. And you... uh, I. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. No, I was just gonna say I really I just I, I liked it a lot. Yeah. And uh, I like writing that way. And for the first album, I wrote the whole lyrics beforehand, but I feel like we had the whole all those songs like done before we decided to do an EP. Ah, okay. So for the you know, the self-titled EP, you had most of that written. And then basically for Sacred Grove and Pacifica, it was a similar type situation where you kind of went off the cuff. Now, when you do that, is it because does does the music hit you? Is it like the groove? Because you can definitely say with all the genres that you guys have kind of packed together, you make some very groovy music and it's it's not often used anymore <laughs> as a term, but right. it's music you can dance to. Like it's post-hardcore music that you can actually like have an actual dance to. At least that's the way <laughs> I see it. So Yeah, I agree. Yeah, does that rhythm, does the the way that you're uh, you know, that your breath is and that kind of stuff, does that bring out the lyrics when you're doing that? Absolutely. Cause like I said, like I, most of the time I won't even have like a, any paper or my phone or anything in front of me at first when I'm tr- just trying to come up with something and just like close my eyes and yeah, we'll just say something. And a lot of times, like it's kind of like, I have to change some words around here or there to, <laughs> just to make it make sense or something like that. But sure. that's usually like the way I like just recording in general. And I personally, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not really a recording guy. I'm not good at doing that kind of stuff. So it's hard for me to just do it myself and uh, work on vocal parts and stuff like that myself. So it's okay. easier for me when I can like be listening to the whole song over and over and over again in my ears. And like you said, just kind of like feeling it out and like grooving it out. Interesting. Wow. That is, that is really interesting. Well, I mean, that kind of leads us, I think, to the the heart of the band then, because I've always thought this was really interesting. You're, you know, you were, I, I guess this, I'm going to ask this question. You seem to be a three-piece band but now, have you added an extra member? Is that Steven's brother? Yeah, that's Steven's brother. Um, okay. It's his older brother. Yeah. And he's like an insane guitar player. Yeah, um, for sure. And uh, yeah, I mean, he pretty much tours with, with us and everything, and yeah. he helps write with us and everything. So I'd, I'd say he's basically an adventure. I know that. Uh, that's awesome. Right? Yeah. So I'd say, I'd say, yeah, he's more than a fill-in at this point right right exactly so now you've got basically a four-piece now what are the dynamics like are you when you mentioned doing the lyrics are you doing everything because for people that know adventurer or are about to listen hopefully after this you know if that's their first time then they're gonna know that you guys often trade off vocals but are you the main writer so yeah, for the most part, yeah. Um, Steven definitely will, I'd say, like, in, like, at least a quarter of each song are his vocals and stuff. Okay. But uh, but for the most part, I, I write all the lyrics and, uh, and all the melodies, but he definitely helps with, like, a good portion of the melodies, too. Sure. 
Now, how do you guys? But he do- does all oh. the screams. Ah, yes, yes, he definitely does all the screams. Yeah, I can't. I don't do any of the backup scream. I cannot scream. I would wish I could. <laughs> have you tried before? Have you tried to see? Yeah, if you could? and I, I don't. I just am doing it wrong, and no one has showed me how to do it the right way. Because I'll just like if I wouldn't, if I did that, then I wouldn't be able to sing. <laughs> ah, sure. My voice no. would just be gone. Right. No, look, I'll get Melissa Cross on the phone. We'll figure this whole thing out. <laughs> I would love that. I'd be so happy. I'd instantly start like a grindcore band. <laughs> oh my. I would pay to see that. That is for sure. <laughs> oh man. I mean, I, I completely understand that when people hear your vocals, I would assume that going back and forth between if you were able to scream and do that would be insanely difficult. Yeah. And, and Steven does it just fine though. And he sings even higher pitch than me. So I, I, I'm like, he must know the secret to screaming and he just won't tell me. Yeah, he's, just, he's like, this is my part in the band. I'm not allowing anyone else to have this. Exactly. He does a fantastic job as well. And you guys complement each other so well. And I, I guess the question, it, this always fascinates me. Whenever there's kind of a dual vocalist band or when bands have vocalists that trade back and forth, how do you decide? Are you orchestrating everything? Or is Steve... Or Basically, are both of you able to kind of just feed off of each other to know, oh, this part is definitely better for me. This part's better for me. I'd say 90% of the time, that's exactly how it is. Like we can just like me and Steven, like I said, we're roommates. We hang out all the time. We we're best buds. So like when when it comes down to that kind of stuff, like it's usually 100 percent just like we already know, like because like I said, I usually will come up with like the main verses and the Mm -hmm. main choruses and um, vocally. Yeah. And he's always instantly right there with really good like harmonies or like echoey type parts. Sure. So uh I'd say like it's definitely cool to ha- be able to vibe off each other like that cuz like just even thinking about having to orchestrate it would sounds like it might be hard. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, that's an extra you're basically a planner and a scheduler on top of everything yeah. else that you're doing. So that certainly yeah. makes sense. <laughs> well, then uh, another thing, and I actually, I just spoke to recently, it's kind of funny, what the last show or the show that's about to come out is with another band that has their lead vocalist is a bassist as well and oh, no trades positions with everyone. Like everyone in the band has a specific vocals that they do, but he actually enjoys telling everyone this is when you're going to come in this is the verse that you take i'm going to take this and back and forth that's kind of something that oh he that's actually, cool yeah he he loves doing that and their drummer sings as well so it's like three different vocals in the band and I, he he orchestrates that i love i i seriously love that i'm always trying to like we're always trying to get pj to have a mic even because yeah. he honestly has a beautiful voice too oh does he like man yeah. you people in, in like, michigan You've got all the good <laughs> right. voices. <laughs> <laughs> and but he, he I think uh I think honestly maybe one day we're gonna do it because okay. it'd be cool to just have triple harmonies and stuff yeah. like that live. I mean we do it in recordings half the time. So interesting. Wow, that's that would be certainly awesome. That's definitely an evolution of a band. That's that's right. for sure. Now the and the reason why sorry, the reason why I brought that up originally mm-hmm. was because another part of it is uh I know certain artists when they when they're lead vocalists or they're dual vocalists and they have an instrument it's often because they started with the instrument first and that makes it feel kind of natural for them they would feel uncomfortable if they weren't actually singing with their instrument is that the same for you uh i mean 
I, I I wouldn't say so. I think I I think I'm actually more comfortable singing without my instrument. But oh. I think I have a different style of singing when I'm singing without my instrument. Like, whereas like because when I'm actually playing my bass and singing, like I feel like I'm you know like especially with adventure stuff, like I have a certain like voice I'm using and everything like that. So yeah. What is what is the reason? I guess or sorry, I guess the way to put it is what is different? Are you are you breathing differently? Or how are you working your body differently to be able to vocalize with and without an instrument? I mean, I I I guess it really just comes with the practice because I I can't tell you how many parts I've had where I I have a hard time singing it and playing bass at the same time, ah. whether I'm learning a song or something like that. And uh, but once I just work it out a couple times, you know, practice it with the, the guys and everything, it's yeah. no problem. But I definitely it definitely takes me. Sometimes it's not, okay. it's not like an instant thing for me. There's a lot of parts where I can just like, I can hop into it, you know, more driving parts are really easy, but sure. I just feel like a lot of times the way I play bass is kind of like sporadic. So it's oh sure like different rhythms going on and yes. it's kind of hard to do it in- until I like really practice it and get it down and like, you know, kind of hit those, uh, realize when each of the timings have to go off and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Okay. That makes sense. Now, another part of the band, then, if you're doing a lot of the, you know, the lyrics and everything, is Steven or someone else writing the musical parts, or are you also doing that? Well, I, we all write our own parts in that oh, regard. Okay. Um, Steven, Steven writes, you know, all the rhythm guitars and uh, rhythm guitar parts and lead guitar parts. Mm-hmm. Every now and then, um, I write a guitar part, but I like, I'm not that good at guitar, so I'll kind of <laughs> do something more simplistic, and then he'll get what I'm trying to do and like make it all cool and fancy, uh, fancy. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and and same with bass like a lot of times he'll show me a cool bass part and like like the intro for uh the song that andres is featuring on yeah he wrote that bass intro and that's such a cool like pop punk sounding part it is. so got yeah. definitely got to give him credit for that one yeah i read and i don't often because i never really want other people's stuff to seep in to what i do but i had read i think it was i want to give him credit i think it was outburnt outburn online or something i think they had done a track by track with steven i was interested and i was like oh let me check this out and i think he said for that track that that was very based on like old boys night out like old like 2000s (laughs) emo something like that and i thought that was great yeah that's like like that's honestly like all he listens to is like old school emo music like that like i never hear him listening to anything about that (laughs) whereas like you know honestly I'm 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 more like listening to like house music and stuff oh, like wow. that all the time. <laughs> and you guys are roommates. You're able to put up with each other like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. I mean, we still meet in the middle with a, a lot of other bands too. Sure. But it's just that's majority of the stuff we listen to is different. <laughs> that's very interesting. Now, just to go back a second, so does the the music? Because this stuff always interests me. Does the music then the instrumentation? Does that always come first, or you? When you say you have half the lyrics written, are you writing that by yourself as like, I want a song to go in this direction and then it hits or is it definitely music first and then lyrics? It's it's like you said, it's a half and half type deal. Oh, okay. Like I um, half the time, it's definitely instrumentals first. Like Steven will be like, check out this guitar part and like, we'll just be hanging out in the living room and I'll pull out my bass and we'll just start jamming it. Yeah. And then we'll, 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 we'll practice, uh, we'll set up practice at PJ's house and go there and jam it out and that's honestly usually how most songs go but okay like i said sometimes i pick up the guitar and like i'll just kind of sing with it and like write a couple parts and a lot of times they'll be like 
that they'll like the catchy voice part or something like that. And so it just works out to where, like I said, Steven will take the guitar part and make it a little more beefy. Sure. And like uh, Angel Island, mm-hmm. I pretty much wrote uh, most of the instrumentals for that. And Steven just beefed it up for me. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Gotcha. No, that's that's really interesting. Now, let's let's focus for a second on your vocals, because we've mentioned that a couple of times. So what do you do to make sure that you can perform to that optimal level that you're doing? Because, you know, you talked about the setup of your room, but do you do any vocal exercises? Like, how did you determine that you can hit the ranges that you hit on a regular basis? I would just say by listening, you know, just listening to bands I always liked. Like, I I actually was a backup singer in most of my bands before Adventurer. Oh. And but I was always told like, dude, you should be the lead singer. You shouldn't be the backup <laughs> singer. And I just was like, I don't got the confidence for that. Ah. <laughs> but, <laughs> but like, uh, you know, I, I, you know, I was pushed and I finally did it, and I'm really happy that I did. But uh, I definitely am just completely winging it, man. Like, <laughs> you know, I, I don't do any specific warm ups or anything like that. I oh just, wow. I just turn on Fallout Boy or Panic at the Disco. And I just that's like my ra- that's my range right there. Yeah. I just we'll sing that sometimes, or you know, just I'm stuck in the past with old music, so sure. that's pretty much what I practice too. Is just like old scene music. That's awesome. <laughs> and you know, it's uh, so that's pretty much how I determined my range and stuff. And I'd say basically same with Steven. Like we we both practice our instruments quite often, but with yeah. singing, it's just like. It's just one we're having. It's just having fun, basically. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I can imagine. I mean, I, I think it's Steven. I'd imagine, obviously, Boys Night Out, like he mentioned, I would I would guess from first to last that, you know, just based on the way he's screaming, I would imagine Oh, absolutely. That, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's very obsessed with them. That makes sense. <laughs> that definitely does. So... Do you have to do, I mean, if you're able to not have to do necessarily any major vocal exercises to get ready for things, one of the big things, obviously, that we talked about before is now with tours starting up and you not touring for, you know, a year and a half or so, is there anything that you're going to do to either get your vocals in shape or get your body in shape or something to make sure that you're, you know, you're able to perform live again? Well, like as a band, we all live like really close to each other. So like we, we still practice all the time. Like me and PJ, especially like just a couple weeks ago, have we, for like the last two weeks we've been getting together and like, just like practicing for a couple hours. And so I think like in that regard, and we're still basically playing live with each other, Sure. but I definitely think I'm going to need to do some stamina work right <laughs> and just right. you know do the, maybe run the set like four or five times a day for a couple weeks oh wow and, damn um that's not fair. every day but <laughs> well, right, right. <laughs> but but yeah just try to you know get the stamina back up because that's that's really the hardest part about touring you know is just not losing your voice and if you right. do what's your remedy to bring it back as fast as you can yeah do you have any tricks of the trade because i know a lot of people have different whether it's like a vocal aid kind of thing or hot tea, whatever it happens to be. Do you have something that always works for yourself? Yeah, I got something. I, um, it's like, it's just throat coat. Um, oh, sure. And yeah. I usually will just get like, I'll just get like ginger and I'll just like shave ginger into it. And okay. like sometimes I'll get, uh, you know, like just natural beehive honey and mix that up yeah. in hot water. And 
Yourself. It helps so much. Yeah. Nice. And so a lot of times what I'll do is I'll just be doing that like the whole tour mm-hmm. before my throat even gets sore and just like, and it's just helping it from getting tore up, you know? Yeah. Just to make sure you're all good. Yeah. That preventative maintenance basically. Yeah. Yeah. But it's kind of, sometimes it seems inevitable, but like that's where I just got to get back to working with my stamina. <laughs> right. Right. Well, one of the things you guys did during COVID, you did a live stream. And I know a lot of bands did that and some did it multiple times. How did you feel about doing that? Did you, I mean, everyone loves live, live shows in person, everything, but were you against that live stream? Were you against that type of thing or did it work for you? I loved it. I mean, we, we had a blast. Um, I definitely feel like it for us, it, it was a one-time thing. Like we, we didn't want to like oversaturate that whole thing for us. Um, right. Yeah, I'd say actually with the with the new album that might be a thing, but th- I was totally we had a blast. Like we're honestly so open to like so many ideas, and when people come to us with wanting to work with us, we're like so open and willing to try new things like that. So yeah. uh, we had a blast, and it it, it did pretty well. And uh, yeah. we played uh we played one of our new songs, and it was pretty cool. We just snuck it in there, and no one yeah. even really noticed. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, going with Pacifica and talking about that album, you know, it's it's 11 tracks straight through, there are no interludes or anything. Would you think about, and I asked this to a, to a band recently with a new album that was front to back, would you ever play a show where you were able to do it completely front to back? Absolutely. I, w- I would love that. I mean, to me, that's pretty much how, like, you know, album release shows should be. Right. And, uh... I know we did that with us. Uh, I know we did that with Shaker Grove, and I would love to do that again. That's awesome. With Pacifica. Well, would you be able to? Do you think you could pull off touring with that, or do you think it would be more of the local area shows? So I think it would probably it would be part of a tour, just so we could have it set at a certain venue, like a yeah. nicer venue that's got you know guaranteed good quality sound and everything. And then, so I think we'd have the one show be like the EP or the album release show or not the release show, but you know, that we'll just play the whole album live show. Yeah. 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 And, uh, but the rest of the tour would just be like, I'd say probably normal dates. Okay. All right. That is, that is interesting. I would love to hear this album front to back. I think that would be awesome. I know you guys put a lot of time and effort into the track list and how things flow correctly. And then you also have, which is relatively new for you guys. At the end, you have two acoustic tracks. <laughs> so, what was what was that like for you guys as a general experience? I I love acoustic songs. Yeah. I mean, I, we we both do, and basically that the the one acoustic song is a two ten B is all Stephen. That is a completely Stephen song. Right. When Andy was here, he heard uh, he heard him jamming it, and he was just like, "Dude, we have to record that song." That's cool. And it just that's how it went down. He's been playing it for a while now, though. So. It was pretty cool to finally hear it come out. Yeah. And uh, the other song is actually a song we've had written forever. That's what I and heard. And we've, yeah. we've tried recording it for, with person to person. It just never came out really how we sound, how we wanted it to. Yeah. But with Andy, he nailed it. So That's awesome. We, like I said, we've recorded it at least four or five times. And still to us, besides the new one, the best recording was like the one we did on our phone drunk. <laughs> <laughs> That's the way it always is. That's the way right. It always is. <laughs> well, for anyone who doesn't know, Andy Sizek is is extremely talented. I mean, you mentioned, you know, Makari, 
but then he's in Wanderer, he's in Termina, he does like a ton of stuff. And then he also, like we mentioned before, he features in the track Afterlife, and he features as well with Christina. Is it Christina Pena or Pena? Mm-hmm. Okay. Pena. Pena. So she's in a band called Los Minnow. And I was yeah. unfamiliar. And then I listened. I was like, oh, this is pretty damn cool. And then right. I believe in that track in Afterlife, she does the solo, right? Yes, sir. Yeah. So that is a very cool mashup of different styles just in that track alone. So how did that all come together? Because, you know, you probably could have chosen a lot of tracks to have Andy in. And then there's probably a bunch of tracks you could have had Christina in as well. But they both came together on this track how did that all come about? Well, I'd say like when like when Andy was recording with us, we had brought up the idea of like wanting him to feature on yeah. a song. And so basically we just gave him the option though. We were like, you know, we want you to feel comfortable and like we would want you to do like your you know, your best you can do on one of these songs. And so whatever one you like the best, do it. Ah, sure. <laughs> and so that's pretty much how that went down and like it just worked out his part. I love it so much. That's like the part that gets stuck in my head out of the whole song. (laughs) But, uh, and then with Christina, like basically we had, we had an open spot in the song and we were just like, we need something epic here. And we just couldn't, we just couldn't figure out what it was. And we realized it was like a a guitar solo or a solo of some sort. And, uh, we, we, you know, we've been friends with her for a very long time now. And we, I was like, we, we had to get her and she seriously nailed it. Yeah, no, she did a great job. Yeah, I think. Yeah, that's, and I. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. I was just gonna say, like, I'm, I'm, I'm a big fan of her music and her band, and like, mm-hmm. even her like solo stuff, like, is insane. I recommend people check it out for sure. Yeah, she's very talented. Once again, it's Christina, and her. The name of the band is Lost Minnow. So make sure you go check that out as well, because that was new for me. And to be quite honest, another new person that I really didn't know that well was, uh, was Andres. So you had mentioned really? him before. Yeah, he he guested on your favorite mistake. And though yes. I believe his music isn't necessarily my taste, it was still interesting and still a really cool mashup to hear him in that track. So I'm assuming, did you guys know him before? Was he a, a musician that you wanted to work with? How'd that come about? Yeah, we're Andres is like one of my, I, I love those guys. And he's, to me, he's like a really close friend. They, yeah basically they just they tour with a lot of cool bands they were touring with like hail the sun and sure. they were coming through michigan all the time and our and our guy was always hitting us up like you want to play this show and it's with strawberry girls and andres or it's with hail the sun and andres or, ah sure and we were always like yeah of course um and like me personally like i'm a huge like r&b fan and like i love funk and pop and that kind of like i yeah. was just not expecting that that band to play with you know like a band like hail of sun or stolers or something like that sure and so we i we pretty much instantly were like i just had, was like you know i wanted to be friends with them and we talked and he liked our band too so like we we we've tried setting up tours and stuff but it just hasn't worked out but we always play shows like when we're in each other's areas together and yeah. uh he always like comes up on stage and will sing with us and everything so with uh we've been trying to get him on a song but it just worked out this way, like um, with this album and the song specifically, it just kind of worked out perfectly. Very cool. Yeah. Is there anyone, I mean, it seems like you're able to definitely pick out your friends and, and people that you admire and, you know, want to be able to be on a, a venture or track. Is there anyone you have in mind for a future 
mentioned, you know, adventurer tracks. Is there anyone so that you would many. love? Yeah, I, I would imagine. <laughs> <laughs> so many. Oh, I mean, Kurt honestly would be a huge one. Sure. Um, but I think probably 90% of people would say that. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> um, but you know, Daisy from I met a Yeti. Oh, wow. Okay. Sure. Didn't you guys tour with them? Mm-hmm. Wasn't that like one of the last tours? Exactly. That was the last tour we gotcha. did and it was such a blast. That's awesome. No, that's, that's very cool. Yeah. I mean, I know that that question can be a little cliche, but I also think if you're not picking the most, you know, if you're not saying Gerard way, like everyone right. would, it's interesting to hear the types of music that someone would want to pull from, you know? So I think that gives an insight to the style of music that you like, the type of vocalist that you would want to work with. Absolutely. And I know they've done a lot of work with Andy too. And we, we both, honestly, I met a Yeti, like they were before they even were even a band, they were big fans of adventure. Oh, and sure. it was really cool to see them grow to uh, where they are today. Yeah. No, that, that is awesome. Now I gotta, I'm going to switch gears here. There was something I don't often do, but I opened up, Uh-oh. I opened up some questions uh, to an ex, <laughs> an ex co-host of one of, of one of my shows, who's a huge fan and he had a he had a vendetta, I guess, that he wanted to, <laughs> me to check on. So, oh no! I, it's it sounds weird, but I am assuming you are aware of the term swancore. Absolutely. <laughs> do you know the Urban Dictionary definition of swancore? Oh no, I do not. <laughs> so I'm, I'm going to go over this. Off. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna enlighten <laughs> you, and I'm gonna enlighten the listeners just in case they've never heard it. So let me. <laughs> Here we go. Swancore, a subgenre of post-hardcore music that incorporates elements of math rock, progressive rock, and post-rock, and high-pitched and or scream vocals. Bands that fall under this category are usually, but not always, signed to Blue Swan Records, hence the name (laughs) Swancore. So the reason why I'm bringing this up is because apparently he gets very heated when people call adventurer swan core <laughs> so my question to you is do you see yourself as swan core or do you not care about genres at all oh man i mean i just i feel like technically just because we were on the label <laughs> i mean but i mean but my personal opinion is it it doesn't matter to right. me i mean i i I can I can see where it's coming from though, but <laughs> well, he gets I, for some reason he gets like I can see parts of it. If you're trying to talk about a band and you're trying to you know get someone else who doesn't really understand and you're trying to tell them a genre, there are parts of your band that definitely hit what quote unquote swan, swan core would be right. Absolutely, absolutely. But I don't think you check all the boxes, nor would I want to pigeonhole you into one genre. Because I don't think that's what you guys are. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I personally like I, I have a humongous pop punk influence. Like I was actually I was in like a touring pop punk band before Adventure. And, oh, really? Yeah, called. I mean, it's old school stuff, but it was, we were called Fly Like Kings, and uh, I have some listening to do. All right, <laughs> but yeah, I have like major pop punk roots. You know, like I, yeah. you loved All Time Low and Boys Like Girls and all those bands like that. Sure, and. I think that's why I liked being a backup vocalist so much back then, because it was always the higher pitch guy that was the backup singer, not the yes, lead singer. That's right. And 
<laughs> so when it, but you know, I did, I definitely, I definitely do like a lot of bands that are considered like swan core and, yeah. uh, so much like, this is like obviously dance Gavin dance. I, oh, well, so. Are they considered swan core? I think honestly, I, <laughs> I think they were the origins. Of yeah. Just like, I don't know if they don't count cause he's in it. <laughs> they shouldn't. That is true. I think, I think that's cheating, but right. <laughs> oh man. So that's good. I think we, I think we cleared that up. I think, you know, uh, Dave, Dave can be happy. He can go on his Absolutely. way and he can always I mean, tell people, listen to the show and listen to what Jeff said and <laughs> everyone can feel better. So that's good. And then I have one more. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, I said it's just, it's official. <laughs> yes, it's official. We, we <laughs> cracked the case on Ian's untitled scenes. <laughs> it's an exclusive. All right. So the next thing, and this is, I thought this was very funny. So he mentioned, so I have not had a chance to see you guys live yet. I, I'm not sure. Have you guys been to Boston and I just missed it? Um, to be honest, I don't think so. I know we played in Rhode Island yes, and that was you, a while ago. Right. Yeah, right. Um, but I don't, I honestly, I don't think we have. <laughs> I, I would think not because I definitely would have been there. So right. I, or there would have been some other craziness that I was like, oh, no, I can't go. For some reason, <laughs> I thought there might have been the chance that you were with Wolf and Bear at one point. But I think that might have been maybe the Providence thing. But anyways. Yeah, that wasn't us. So that because even in Providence, it was with uh, I don't know if you know the band in Angles. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I love them. They are so good. Yeah. So, OK, so you're with them on that tour. OK, I got you. Yep. So the reason why I say that is just because. I haven't had a chance to see you guys live yet. And he had mentioned since he's been able to see, cause he's in Ohio. So he has seen you guys a, a fair amount of time. And okay, cool. I guess speaking with other adventurer fans, and I know he's a, a member of many boards and Reddit and everything. So <laughs> he, he has talked adventurer many a time. He said that people often mistake wolf drive for wolf doctor. And it's like a joke that that goes around. So I think he wanted to under I'm going to I'm going to kind of lump this into a question that I have. So if you have Wolf Drive on Sacred Grove and then you have 210 Cherry Street on Pacifica, is there something to do with street names or addresses that you guys are working with because it seems kind of interesting are you guys giving away private data that we don't know about <laughs> yeah we're just, just co access codes yeah <laughs> <laughs> no basically um well to be honest look the whole and true story with wolf wolf drive is well we jokingly do call it wolf doctor but okay. it is based on it is based on a street we Basically, like um, me and our original drummer Miles Fowler and oh, a couple yeah. other friends, mm -hmm. we used to, you know, <laughs> used to smoke weed <laughs> on the street <laughs> called sure. Wolf Drive, and like we always just jokingly called it Wolf Doctor. And ah, okay. It just kept it always kept leading on. I was just like, I just, I just really, really want to name a song, <laughs> and just because nice. I knew people would be confused. Okay, so then <laughs> is is Cherry Street another place? that you smoked <laughs> no okay. no that was that I, that that had to do with something with steven's old school oh okay i'm, I'm about to actually ask him because i'm i was actually i just made that up i don't know if that's true i, oh, okay. I just genuinely don't know why he called it too gently. Got it. okay well i wasn't <laughs> sure is this is this going to be a new trend where every album we get another address 
<laughs> it could be. There you it could go. Be. I never thought of it that way, but it could be. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always looking for little things. I said, like I said, I'm cracking things open on this show. Learning yeah, we're so just gonna much. make it lead to a a treasure. <laughs> yes. Now that hey, and it ties in with the name adventurer. Say this, this <laughs> all right. works out. It's all coming together. <laughs> Everyone just ends up in Papua New Guinea. <laughs> Hey, I, that that is a place I haven't been. So there we go. Let's do it. All right. That Sorry, works. I would love to go. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I know we had we had talked about this off air. I know you have missed touring significantly. So I guess one of the other questions I want to ask is when you're when you're finally back on tour because we know it's going to happen. What was that thing besides playing in front of people? Because I think that's I think that's a given for everybody that that's the part <laughs> right. they love. What is the other thing about touring? that you love so much honestly just uh, i just feel like i just light up even just thinking about it it's uh i mean we make i feel like we make so many friends and like and all the old friends that we've met on the last tours before they all come and like we make everybody become new friends with each other and Ah, like sure we just it's like we're just partying and having fun and just like making like like memories of like the best times of my life and then on top of that like while we're driving to places anytime we see like oh like scenic route or like cool like spot on the mountain like we stop everywhere we can and tr- ah. just like cl- climb stuff and ex- like run around and just mess around like little kids or something <laughs> and like <laughs> it's just honestly i love it so much like just traveling it just and exploring and stuff is just really cool and like you said obviously playing the shows and everything is so fun too and all the friends we meet along the way and like it's it's literally the best thing ever that's awesome. Well, I I can hear the passion you have for it. I can I can hear the longing in your voice. So I'm literally yeah. I'm I'm hoping that this is going to come to an end for you soon, and that you're able to get out on the road because I know everyone wants to hear you. And I mean, it's been tough for bands, obviously, in in many facets during COVID. But one of the biggest things has been having albums, having EPs, new singles, all that stuff come out, and not being able to really promote them the way that you want to. So as soon as you're able to tour, it's almost like you get a, a brand new wave of promotion for your new music. Yeah, exactly. And like, uh, that's another, I'd say that's another awesome part about touring is like the people who are like, I never came here. I never heard you guys before. I just came in off the street and like, I love you guys now. And like, yeah. it's like, what? <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's so, and like, it happens at every show. At least, at least one person is like, I've never heard you guys before. And I'm, I hate myself for that. <laughs> it's it it just means a lot because yeah, you know, especially like I I can definitely get easily discouraged, and uh, you know, not every show is perfect on tour. Like you know, sometimes you just play a show that doesn't have any more but one or two people. So oh, like, sure. even if those people, one of those people, come up to me and say, "I've never heard of you guys, but I loved you," like made it okay. <laughs> right, right, yeah, that that connection that you make because. That that is one thing or many things that that you're missing with COVID lockdowns and everything is that connection with the fans, you know, being able to actually speak, sing, play your instrument in front of somebody and really connect that whole thing. I mean, I, I love doing this. This has always been a way for me to connect to the music I love and the artists that I respect, you know, through doing this. But it's different Absolutely. for someone playing live music in front of someone. There's a different type of connection there. Yeah, and it's it's like 
afterwards, like half the time, like you just are automatically comfortable with everyone that was just watching you. Like you, yeah. there's no awkwardness or anything like that. And it's, it's like you said, it just, it's a different connection. That's really cool. That's very true. Well, we're going to be wrapping up in a second because I know you just took that huge trip and we're almost, <laughs> we're almost at an hour here. So I want to make sure. Oh, man. Yeah. I Dude, mean, it's been like 20 minutes. <laughs> that, that's what it felt like, man. I very much Literally. enjoyed this conversation, but I agree. In order to in order to kind of close things out, it's kind of a, a cliche question, but obviously mm-hmm. you just had the brand new album come out, Pacifica, and I just want to know for yourself, what are you most proud of? What are you really hoping either that people hear in it or that people connect to? What's that thing you're most proud of? Um, I would just say like, uh, well, one major thing I feel like we've always had with um, our music and is people, you know, able, uh, people are able to relate with, you know, how I feel. And even if they went through something different and they took that lyric and it helped them in some other way, or they, they heard it and uh, took it some other way. Like, it's always just cool to see people, you know, t- saying things like, uh, you know, it really helped them through a rough time or mm-hmm. like helped them through a rough breakup or something like that. And I just hope that if anybody, you know, he, uh, hears it and they're going through a rough time or, anything like that. I just hope it um, helps cheer them up or like helps them know that like there's people out there relating with them who are also going through it. So they're not alone. Absolutely, man. No, that is very well said. And I think that's an awesome part of your music. I mean, I know it's helped me over the years, so I appreciate that. I know people personally that it has helped. So I I think that's a great way to be for sure. So means a lot. (laughs) Yeah, that's look, that's the best way to put it. And I think that that is a great place to end tonight. So do me a favor. We're going to do the plug section now. But do me a favor. Stay on the line after we say our goodbyes. I'll turn off the recorders. We'll talk for a little bit more. But I want to tell everyone, please go out, listen to Pacifica. I am going to have links in the description of the episode so that you can follow Adventurer on all of their social medias so that you can still get merch from them make sure to support this band they really deserve it i'm still getting um i got to get my vinyl so i'm going to be getting that (laughs) so that i can read along with the lyrics as i listen as well because that's something that i truly enjoy when i listen to your music it's it's a big part of it for me so i want to make sure everyone checks out the album because it will be on my top list of 2021 like I mentioned before, I've been listening to it over and over again. It was really exciting when they sent me the original stream before it came out because I was listening to it then, and I was just really excited for people to hear it, and I haven't heard a single bad thing. I think a lot of people have really, really enjoyed it, so that's awesome. But until all of that is in the, you know, is in the bio and everything and everyone's able to check out the links, is there a best way for people to support you guys? Um, I would say just, you know, directly through Kurt's website, um, through the big wave website, you can, you know, pre-order and everything like that. But mm-hmm. we also still have our band camp if that's something you prefer. Right. But, you know, just whatever way is easiest for you, whatever so, way, whatever links you find first. <laughs> yeah. Well, look, I'll make it, I'll make it very easy for people. I'll have all your socials. I'll have your merch store. I'll have band camp and I'll have big wave. And that way, yeah. it'll make it very, very easy for people. And then hopefully, they can follow you too for any tour announcements for anything that you guys have coming up. So that once we get back in the full swing of things, people can see you do what you do best 
and go Absolutely. travel and tour and play live. But man, I just want to say once again that I love this album. You know, I've got so many of the of the tracks on my playlist that just, you know, repeat and everything. So and it's been great being able to catch up with you. I've wanted to do this for a very long time. So thank yeah, you, especially. Awesome, yeah. Oh, thank you, man. And thank you for taking the time after your trip to be able to do this. And man, we got to do this again. We'll do maybe a track by track or something. Maybe when you're oh, out on that. tour. Yeah, we'll figure something out. But thank you so much, man, for being on the show and taking the time. No problem. Thank you for having me, man. It was a blast. And seriously, anytime you want to talk more, I'm down. Sounds great, man.